This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Boom Rookies. I am Matt Bungard, and alongside me, as always, Mitch Doyle. Hello. Good day, everybody. All right, we are back. It is question time. Uh, but first, Mitchell, it's time for Rookie Takes. Uh, people new listeners to the show, each week our Patreons send in uh, the worst takes in the rugby league world. I cut it down to five. We read them out on air, then we vote for them. Uh, at the end of the year, there'll be a tournament for each of the worst uh, takes of the year. Um, a, a banner week, it must be said. A banner um, week for takes. Mate, right. this, is, this could have been the grand final this week. Like all There's, of there's legitimately two or three in here that are just absolutely fantastic. Um, so let's start. Probably the weakest of the five, but I want to influence the votes. But uh, we had uh, Adam Huda saying, Five of the year, Matt Dufty, most dangerous player on the field. Hashtag NRL Manly Bulldogs. Um, I didn't want to have too many Mitch Barnett takes in there, but this is obviously terrible. Uh, the mole. Barnett, not a dirty player. I reckon he was trying to push off Smith to get ball player. Just mistimed it. Had to go. I mean, the had to go part is right. So I don't understand. Like, just push off Smith to get ball. Like, do you understand how far he was from the ball player? Obviously not. That's that's what I don't get. Like, people act some the, the guys at Mole, others defending, acting like it happened like right next to the ball. Like it was like crash ball, you know, Chris Smith was running this hard decoy line and the ball carries right next to him. It's like Chris Smith's no. barely moving. <laughs> yes. No, and like reacted to the ball carry. The ball carry, like the ball was gone. Like people only caught it in the back play on the second or third rewatch of the game because of the replay, right? Like because it was so far gone. But yeah. apparently he's trying to get the ball carrier. Like, oh, let me let me look at it right now how far away I reckon the ball was when he did it. Eight meters, mate. Mate, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's very it's, far it's, away. it's almost 10 meters, eight meters it would be, but it's like well, well, well after it too. Hey, like we, we all know this already, but it's like so far away. He's passed the ball by the time the ball carry has by the time Barnett's elbowed. Too good. Um, this one was in the comments on a video about Souths. Uh, I think it was about Latron Mitchell's try. And Glenn Richards, who's got East to win as his profile picture on Facebook, says, uh, did I miss South winning the grand final last night? Intelligence is hard to find, which in itself is pretty innocuous, Mitchell, but intelligence is spelled I-N-T-E-L-L-I-G-E-N-T-S. Well, it is hard to we, find. Well, to find intelligence. That, <laughs> yes, well, that word is hard to find because it doesn't exist. So he's right. But yeah, nothing. Obviously, usually it's a bit low-hanging fruit to pick on typos, but when it's a typo specifically calling other people stupid, it, it makes yeah. it. I love it, it, every fucking loser ever, by the way, when a team or per- fan base, anyone celebrates and it's apparently a bit too much. Oh, I didn't know they won the grand final. Well, your yeah. cunt team lost. Okay? Yeah. It doesn't matter. So shut the lost. fuck up. Shut the fuck up and take your loss. Um, This one is my personal favorite, but I don't think it's going to win. Alan Katzman. He's talking about uh, Souths taking all of the. Co- there's like a, there's a whole. This guy had a good week on the computer, but um, <laughs> had a good uh, it's like all right. This was like in a tweet thread about how Souths have taken all the juniors from the Roosters. Anyway, this is not something that can be explained properly in this forum due to limitations on the number of words. Think of Souths as Russia and the Roosters as Ukraine. 
Russia may claim parts of Ukraine are their territory, but nobody with any understanding of history believes it. Russia may take parts of Ukraine by force, but without the willingness of the Ukrainian government and people to be part of Russia, any annexation of Ukrainian territory is illegitimate. Souths had the numbers at New South Wales RL to force changes through, but that didn't make it right. I mean, let him speak. He just trying to bring it down to your level. You know, he's like the the teacher at high school turns the chair around and sits down and he's like, let me give you the 411 folks on uh, South Roosters. I'm going to give you the way you understand Russia, Ukraine politics. This is how people understand it. So, it's so funny. funny. Yeah, great. <laughs> it's not going to win though, because. And, it, and the thing is, I feel very sorry for Big Al because he it's deserves to win. The Mole and Al's takes are both great. And I don't think they're getting out of the group we- because. Maybe put them in a lucky loser or something. Would I don't you know. call it a brave performance from Al? I think very brave. To very come, brave come in the beaten week. side. We get complaints about influencing the vote, but I'm sorry. Anyway, Joel Kane tweeted alongside a video of like someone jumping out of a box while Chris Hemsworth is a guest on the Ellen DeGeneres show, and then Chris Hemsworth like recoils in fear and puts his arms up. Um, and the tweet says, "I like to see the good in people. I believe Barnett for what it's worth. Don't know him. Watch his running style. Purely watching his legs as he braces for impact." Elbow up can be a natural protection response, a la, and he tags him, Chris Hemsworth. Yes, and then, and then the video of Chris Hemsworth getting a jump scare on a talk so show. He, he, he has a video of Chris Hemsworth on Ellen DeGeneres with someone. He's on a couch, and someone jumps out of a box next to him, <laughs> and he puts his... You know, he doesn't have anyone else when they're scared. They just react and lean back. <laughs> and somehow that natural reaction of Chris, of Chris Hemsworth Raising his arm in being shocked is the same as Mitch Barnett apparently being jump scared by Chris Smith being on the footy field. I don't know. I just feel bad for Big Al. He's the real loser in all this. Look, uh, Sugar Kane, he's a takesman. He loves a take. He lives for a take. This is an all-timer, though. This is great. It's it's a man who's watched too much daytime TV, firstly, because he knew. He thought, fuck. You know what this reminds me of? That time yeah. Chris Hemsworth got jump scared by Ellen DeGeneres. I'll tell you who would have given Mitch Barnett more than six weeks, Mitchell. Judge Judy. Yeah. but mate, She like wouldn't have been like, so lenient. Like, it's like the storm going to the judiciary with a Mitch, <laughs> sorry, with a Zafi Coates video from getting jumped and like opening the laptop up when they're defending Nelson, Nelson Summerson and going, guys, I've got to check this one out. Opening up, playing a video of Coates getting jump scared, just closing the laptop and walking out and going, Case dismissed. Like, I mean, it's a storm, so that might work. But you've proven it. You've proven it. Uh, if people, if oh people get my scared, god! They an do early con- an early contender for take of the year. I'll try to get him on the show to accept it. If I you was, I, I didn't know what to, I didn't know what to say when I read it because, like, I, it was your initial thought serious. is that he's taking the piss, <laughs> but he doubled how is down it not later. From, like Facebook NRL. Like, how is it not from that account? Uh, yeah, it's fr- I don't know. He, he doubled down and said uh, some great replies here. How good is Twitter? The classic one. At least, hey, credit yeah. to Sugar Cane. He didn't claim he was being bullied. So good on him. But, but he should have been bullied. And if he wasn't bullied <laughs> enough, people should get back on there and bully him. They really should because it's terrible take. And, you know, I've got time for Joel. But God. I like, look, by the way, I like Joel Cain and I like that he's a takesman. And this is so pretty harmless in the grand scheme of things. And that's what we're going for in rookie takes Mate, this year. But that's, that's why gang. this this ticks all the boxes of what we're going through. Because we don't want like sort of racist, hurtful takes this year. We want funny, stupid takes and th- that th- don't yeah, hurt this, anyone. This is and, a brain snap of a take. It's just like the elbow. Yeah. He has seen something 
He's had a moment. He's had a brain yeah. snap, and it's perfect for the rookie take of the year. Like it's. it's Look, got, I'll, it's I'll be honest. I, I thought we were going to struggle after I took all the racists out in the first two weeks, but this week has redeemed my. People faith. have responded. People have responded well. To- it took us a little. Well, like South, mate. It took us a little while to get going, but we're fine. Yeah. We're clicking now. We're clicking. We didn't. People, Aussies didn't know what to do without their racism. They, they were really struggling. What do we do without racism for a couple of weeks? Yeah. And we found a way. We did. We, sh- we shone through. And if you want to vote <laughs> for Rookie Takes and nominate your own, you must be a member of our Patreon subscription service, patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. Get access to our Discord server, entry to next year's Coltrane Cup. Um, merchandise is coming very, very soon. Well, new merchandise, say we've done merchandise before. And a special thank you to the people in the top two tiers. And they are Chris Sabnell, Dave, Rocky and Rafi, Stu, Wayne Ritchie, Alex Sergicomi, Anthony Anger, Ben Wallace, Putsy, Cam Beswick, Dan Klein, Doc Hogg, and Anonymous Backer, Frankie, JSG, James K, Jason, Jez, Joel Wrigley, Joey Gooch, Josh Brandon, Josh Tomo 98, Lachlan Hancock, Leon, Lifelong Dolphins fan, Maddie Jenkins, Matthew Duggan, Michael Murray, Morgan Watkins, My Ding Dong is Hard and I'm Sad, Never Trendy, Party Keg, Pete Fulcher, Razor, Reese Brown, Rowan Edwards, Roxanne Clark, Ciderpilled Scores, Seymour Butts, Simo, Stephen Hickey, Schwarzy, Ty, TB, The Black Vegetable, The Human Ice Cream, The Not So Mature Student, Thor Laycock, Tom Hardy, and Was. Thank you so much for your support to everyone in the lower tiers and to everyone who just listens. Thank you as well. Now, let's get into the questions. Are you serious? We're going to have a minute of questions. Okay. Question time over on patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. You want to guarantee your question gets answered. Uh, I'm guessing we went through this last week. I'm guessing it's Adric. Do you know it's Adric or Adrich? I'm going to say Adric. 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 I think so. He's a Broncos fan from, from, I can can now tell from uh, from Europe. Uh, He said, what commentators should keep players' name out of their damn mouth? For example, (laughs) Mick Ennis not showing up about Katoni Staggs. Um, all of yeah. them and Caelan Ponga. Yeah, if that um, if that Will Smith thing happened before the McEnnis Cody this week, I would have done a lot of terrible memes on that night because, like, I was ready to go up there and slap Mick and then get punched a million times and buried. From but, God, it was annoying me the entire game here at Tony Stags. But yeah, Caelan yeah. Ponga is another one. Like, oh, actually, been... sorry, you go, mate. No, sorry, you. No, you go. They were the most ridiculous part of commentator credit I've seen in my entire life watching sport was when Kalen Ponga stood nowhere on the blind side. <laughs> yeah, I remember this. Nowhere. Stood still on the blind side. Put that the one down went, to Kalen Ponga. Yeah. The lights went right. Ponga did not move. They scored the other side. And then the commentators like credited the gravity of Kalen Ponga on the blind. So like gave him credit for standing still and doing nothing. And like, geez, it, it was like a key and peel skip. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this cannot be real, but it was. Um, I love Joey. I think he's a great commentator, but Victor Radley, um, the obsession oh is is too much. He's 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 just not as good as Ken Murray and Isaiah. Yeah, moment, but a lot yeah. of his yeah, he Joey has take lock. Like once That's he likes true. a guy, it's it. He has take which lock. I actually respect. You got to dig in. You got to dig in with you guys sometimes. But yeah, he has like like he will never admit guys like Josh McCrone or Luke Brooks don't belong in Origin. He said last week that. It'd be a tragedy if Luke Brooks' career and doesn't play if it doesn't play rep football. It's like, you know, in another time when there was a lot of bad blues halfbacks, you could mm. almost go, oh, maybe Brooks could find a way there if he ever went to a good club. It's like the path to him playing rep football is long and painful. It's is he so well, I mean, it, so he's behind Reynolds, who's always injured. Ivan Clear, no, Ivan Clear. No, so Nathan he's really Clear. behind Nathan Cleary and Mitch Moses. He's probably and, after those and, guys. And Reynolds. And like, not even after those. We're just saying these are guys who would get picked before they even talk about anyone like Luke Brooks and Luke Keary. 
Oh yeah, they just yeah. Good point. Yeah, he doesn't want to play for the Blues. Though. And they'd honestly, they probably might even run like Luai and White before they pick someone else like that. Like they yep. might just go. Matt Burton would play Origin before him. Put like, Cody, put Cody in the halves. Put Cody yeah, halfback. Like, yeah. But it is a long road before they even right. think about right. giving him a ring to get into camp. Like, Having said that, with the rest it's of the Brett team Finch around on the him. island kind of thing for him to get caught. He's not as good as Brett Finch was either. The rest of the team around him, he'd probably be all right. Oh. Yeah, but it's just like I'm just saying, like he just thinks it's like, mate, like Ben Barber had the best season anyone's ever I've ever seen. Mm. It was great for a couple of years and didn't sniff Origin. Sometimes yeah. great players don't play Origin. No, that's very true. Um, like, yeah, I, I again, I I genuinely do feel bad for him because like he seems like a good dude. He just he's been yeah. at the Tigers his whole career and it just hasn't worked out. And now he's at the point where he gets blamed every single time anything goes wrong. But at the same time. He is part of the reason why things have yeah. gone wrong. So, like, I don't know. I don't like to criticize him because I think it's been done to death, but you can see why others do. Mm. He hasn't uh, played well in quite a while. Oh, well. Okay. Cam Beswick, he says, for mm. those of us playing at home, which yeah. sports do you guys follow? Name them order of most passionate and also who you support in them. Yeah. Got, um, how could, could you name the most passionate order? Uh, I have tears. I have tears. Mm. I have tears for my sports fandom. So tier one is rugby league, American football, and soccer slash football. Mm. Uh, and I go for Leeds United, the Baltimore Ravens, and Souths. And I have soft spots for like Celtic and Dortmund and a couple other teams. Um, and then the next tier below that is UFC and baseball. Um, big Orioles fan, unfortunately, they stook. And then uh, the tier below that is like tennis, basketball, um, Celtics fan, I guess a little bit, but you know, just crossing over with Patriots fans has soured them a lot to me in the time I've watched them. Um, but I'm still, I guess, a little bit there. Uh, tennis, obviously, just we just want the special case to do well. Don't really yeah. care about it. And then after that is everything else. Like I don't really give a shit about other sports beyond that. Well, mate, yeah, like follow everything. Oh wait, I forgot. Hold on, I forgot, sorry, I don't have a team in cricket because like I don't give a shit about the big bash. But obviously, I love cricket. Would be cricket would be in that top tier with those three sports, but slightly less purely because like. I don't have a club team that I passionately support. Okay. So number one's obviously NRL for me. Uh, and then I would, I would say a firm two would be the NBA. Like a, Buckets a above gridiron, really? Yeah, it would be. I, well, I mate, I watch it every day. I bet on it every day. I have an addiction that, that I've done okay with somehow. Win monies. There's, there's, there's records on the Discord. People can see it. <laughs> I mean, I'm well aware, but yeah, like, but, uh, I'm no, just like, surprised. Mate, it's just, yeah, it's, it's been a slow burn, but American football would be third there. And then cricket probably after that. And then next year, there's a bit of a tier system. Like football, I used to, oh, I used to get all Sydney FC games. Yeah, you Liverpool used to be big into though, it. Yeah. But I don't watch shit anymore. I check Liverpool's Even your Liverpool fandom, yeah. yeah. I watch Liverpool's highlights every week, pretty much. Watch the goals, check the ladder. Haven't watched a full football game in forever. When I was at yeah, Friday night, Vanguard, it was um, a fr- I hadn't seen a friend of ours for a few years. He, we used to see Sydney games with him. The A-League yeah, was on yeah, his yeah. house, and it's like it was offensive to me. No, well, no, <laughs> like, you watched it. You watched it because you got a bad gambling tip from someone to bet on from, from someone unnamed. I don't know. I, I this can't. Podcast. <laughs> but but Bruce's was on, and I had to I had to watch the first. They missed the first half for that because I couldn't be the. I was the very rare occasion when I was at the. One rugby league dude. You, you could have you could have walked two hundred meters to my house and watched it. Could have, and then I finished work and came to you. Fine, I could hear yeah, you from the um, street because you're so loud, which is fine. Yeah, me never. 
Yeah. But yeah, and then how I follow the nose, obviously I follow the Broncos in, in uh, the NRL. In basketball, I follow the Cavaliers from Cleveland. Mm. And if anyone, I don't know, do we want to do the origin stories while we follow these teams? Well, we all have origin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I follow, I follow the Cavs because of a exchange student at, at high school. His name was Feng Shen. Shout out Feng. Uh, before Feng Shen, I used to like the Orlando Magic because of Horace Grace's goggles on uh, like an NBA game, the NBA Live 97, I think. Very I'm wrong that, like, yeah. uh, And I used to like the Raptors because I, I, for a long time when I was young, I used to like the team that wasn't from America in any sport over there, bar the Packers, obviously. I used to like, so Toronto were not from America and the Raptor jersey was cool. But I hadn't really settled on a team. And I got this, um, his locker was near mine thing. And we used to, you know, talk every day or whatever. And, you know, and he, you know, he just started telling me about LeBron James. I don't know shit about LeBron James. He kept telling me, go for the Cavs, man. You got to go for the Cavs, man. And so I did from like his first year. That's it. So I was a LeBron bandwagoner through somebody else, stuck with the Cavs, stayed through it with Kyrie Irving, thinking he was like kind of Aussie and claiming him. And then LeBron came back. Uh, Packers fan because they look like Australia and they were good on Matt and video games. Like, like, my old man was a NFL fan. Like one of the, I'm a, one of the very few second generation Australian NFL fans. My dad's a Cow- Cowboys fan. But when we got a PlayStation, when in like 1995, 96, it was my old man did the classic thing of like he bought it for me, but he only bought games he wanted to play. Yeah. So he bought Andretti Racing, like a racing game. Yeah. Um, we also had a uh, Pandemonium. Crash Bandicoot, oh, those were Pandemonium, Pandemonium Crasher. fucking ruled. What a and Klonoa was another great one I got later. And then he bought Madden. And that was obviously just for him. I had no idea what American football was at that point. And then, actually, no, I played it with Sega as well. Average version. But there, on there, the Packers have green and gold. They're Aussie colors. And they were really fucking good. That obviously helped too, but they were really good. So I actually have a Denver Broncos jersey as well from my kids when they came here. They came yeah. here and played in pre- Yeah, yeah, that. they played the, yeah, yeah. My dad wanted me to be a Cowboys fan, but I stuck with the Packers because they were good on Madden. And then as I got older, I kept using them every year on the franchise modes and whatever. And then, you know, one day I was just a Packers fan and that's it. And if I had my time again, like if I took my teens as an adult, I'd be a Packers and a Bucks fan because I would have picked Wisconsin. But I had no idea. When I'm like 13, I had no fucking idea walking near Green Bay. See, yeah, well, that's how mine works. So first time the Super Bowl was on that I was aware that it was on when I was a kid, it was like the Ravens played the New York Giants. And I was only a little kid, but I was like, oh, I hope Baltimore wins because, you know, you're a little kid. You know what New York is. You assume that New York is like the big team that like is the best team. In hindsight, the Ravens were huge favorites in that game. But I like they won. I, I didn't watch it, though, and I didn't care about it. But then like five or six years later, I got my first Madden game and Ray Lewis was on the cover. So that was it. And then... I did. I, I started watching when I started watching baseball. I picked the Blue Jays for the reason you said before about wanting to go for the team outside of America. But then, like after like going to Baltimore the first time to go to a Ravens game and stuff, I was like, it doesn't make sense for me to like. I've never been to Toronto. I've never been to a Blue Jays game. They've never won anything. I don't have any strong emotional attachment to them. Like before this goes any further, just switch to the Orioles and become an Orioles fan. So you go for all the Baltimore teams. Yeah. Um. And so I did that, and that's why I go for the Orioles. And the Celtics was because I like Celtic. So I picked the Celtics. And yeah. 
Uh, Leeds, Leeds was the same reason every fucking person in Australia goes for Leeds. Viduka and Kuehl, except I didn't become a Liverpool fan afterwards. Like most of them, I like I did. Stuck with yeah, <laughs> I wasn't even a dig at specifically you. That story is just surprisingly common. But I stuck it's with them everywhere. through the relegations and the promotions, and now we're now everything's yeah. Okay. But obviously, I'm not big on that anyway. But yeah, the NBA. That's just more honest admission. I think like NFL. I've been a fan of that since like I was like a, like a fucking kid, kid. You know, like which is yeah. rare again, but. You know, I've been over there. I've done the Green Bay experience. I loved it. But the reality is I watch NBA every day of the week for like 250 days of the year. Like, yeah, I've got to be liking it you know, to be doing that and love the league, track it all. So that's just being honest with myself there. And I, I dabble in lots of other sports. Cricket's obviously for the summer, but those yeah. would be the ones I, I care about the most. And there's lots of others. Like, obviously, I like, like tennis. I can lob up and watch other sports. So I'm not going to act like I care about them like I used to. Uh, next yeah, question no. from Cam as well. He said, which team has the potential to do what St. Peter's did in the NCAA, which is first ever 15 seed to make the Elite Eight? NRL Cleveland might be a normally well, crap team making the grand final qualifier. I mean, the Titans are the team that could do it if they finish like eighth this year. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. No arguments. But yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm uh, whilst I'm a basketball person, I am not a college sport. Oh, if you're one of those weirdos who likes college football and basketball more than the pros, you're you're should be on a register. You should be. Uh, so I tried. Well, I, I claim to be a fake Boise State fan. In uh, in yeah, we we love we love my, the Smurf turf. Love it. We do, but I, I haven't watched a uh, full college. The only time I watched college <laughs> no. football was hungover, mate. That's it. Yeah. Usually on the Sundays you watch it because NFL should be on that day, but it's not. It should be. But I have no teams, and that's how I generally have my takes on like the. The four quarterbacks I see every four years, I'm like that guy's going to be good. I used to get really into March Madness, not so much these days. No, I used to get now, really into it like ten years ago. Garbage basketball. If I watch garbage basketball, I can watch Thunder yeah. versus Trailblazers and, and win money on it. And so, the thing is, right? It's like as you get older, you just have less time to care about every single fucking sport, and some things just have to go. They yeah, just do. March, March Madness gets the chop. March Madness got the chop. So yeah. That's it. Um, and I'm only, I'm in the lucky space, mate. Like a lot of people seeing this podcast have less time than me and you do to invest in this because we're lucky that is enough. Very, I, very I, true. I work in the industry, mate. Like that I don't like that. I can watch the NBA can be on the screen next to me. Yeah. Same. And yeah. At, at home or at the office. It's not, I'm not that if I was working at the office, I couldn't have it on because it was always on when I was there. That was fine. Mm-hmm. I was allowed to do that stuff. You know, so it's a bit different to other people who like, I know people have to squirrel away on their um, phone or similar, like they want to track things or whatever. It's easier for us. So I'm sure other people out there have far less free time to follow sports than we do. Anyway, D Loverich or Loverick, I'm just putting chitch on the end of every name now. That's it. I like it. <laughs> Why are coaches so scared to drop certain out of form players? What goes into keeping duds on the field? And the NBA and EPL are ruthless with benching players. Why, they, why is the NRL full of cowards? I guess the I, I don't know the answer to that. It, it does seem much more prevalent. But in, well, mate, there's much but, more games over there, right? As well. Well, not not in the NFL. No, it's NBA. And oh, EPL, well, sorry. I mean, it's EPL a, only has what, like, ten more games. So not yeah, but they have they have other formats. They, like, they have more games. Yeah, they have right. load to try more things out. You know. Yeah, it's fair. But like, yeah, I mean, you wouldn't see a situation like you know, Kepper had like a bad start to the season for Chelsea. So, that, and despite him being the most expensive goalkeeper in the world, they just were like, well, we'll go spend another thirty million pounds on a different one. Yeah, but if NRL yeah. teams could do that, they also would. You know, uh, if teams could just no, go, and, you know what? I could go replace someone with money. They would. No, but I don't think like if, for example, the game I just gave, that goalkeeper was the most expensive goalkeeper in the world. 
Like, I can't imagine a world where if Jason Tamuel has a slow first eight weeks to a season, the Cowboys, if they had the option, would just plump up a million dollars for Payne Haas. I don't think they would do that well, to replace have, Jason Tamuel. Well, they, they can they can be this complimentary. No, 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 no. Yeah, they they can't. Know. That's the whole point is that one of them's getting benched. So obviously yeah. if you could have both, you would have both. But they, they wouldn't do that, for example. It wouldn't happen. But there's a lot um, of things at stake. Like in the NBA, there is a reward for, there's rewards for being bad. There's yes. a reward for giving up That's on true. someone. Like, you know, right now we've got we've got like four or five teams who have ruled like just get his out for the year with hip soreness. Hip soreness. He's out for the year. Like there's teams as a reward for losing. It's and and also benching good players. You say that, but there's some guys in the NBA that get hundreds of minutes, thousands of minutes of and time sunk into them after after game, and they end up on rosters all the time. Like I don't think the NBA is the best example of this because there's still guys out there who end up on team after team after team, like might not only might not be 20 minutes a night, but that's still 20 minutes a night or 15 minutes a night. They're not getting elsewhere. Like, you know, who, what's, what's a really big name player? Like Russell Westbrook, right. Has not been benched at the Lakers. Notably terrible season. He's still yeah. not getting benched. Big shout out to my guy, DJ Augustin, who's been on 75 teams. Yeah. And he, uh, is, he was really good <laughs> against the Lakers. Was he? Cavs oh, the night. Yeah. He hit every single shot he, he took. So, yeah, yeah you're right. Okay. EPL, but it's just, I don't know. It just feels like for NRL teams, I think there's they every week they felt there's a little less at stake than, mm. than those teams do. Like the EPL, the also, chase for the title is on the ladder position, right? And yeah. one or two losses can end your season in the Premier League, right? Yeah. One or two losses doesn't do shit in the NRL. That's true. Also, like we just don't have the squad depth that EPL squads have mm-hmm. in, the, in the NRL. Like people want to drop Jason Saab and that's all well and good, but. I mean, the main replacement people have been fixing for, like on this show, George Clark mentioned George Defoe. Like he's got his own deficiencies. Like they terrible, don't... yeah. And like, and like the the Bulldogs did dro- drop Ockenball. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I wouldn't say drop said drop out of form players. Like <laughs> I, I know some people would like to see teams rotate a lot as well, but I, I'm actually more of sometimes players. You know, they're good. You just play them through it, like. Yeah, I can see both sides. Like in the anyway. again in the Premier League, right? Good teams when a good player is out of form, they can bench him for another good player. Like they like lots of teams don't have a best eleven anymore. You know, they have a rotation of their best players, right? You can't yeah, do no, that in NRL. You can't. You haven't got cups, and then you haven't you haven't got you know three cups in the fucking Premier League, and similar to do that, you can't. You know, you can't just like one. We just decide Jake Turbo is being shit now. We'll drop him for three weeks and then give him give him some yeah. gap, cut cup time and bring him back in a few weeks. It doesn't work like that, you know. No, that's that's very true. Uh, next question, Sam Stevens. Assuming you drink alcohol, mm. good assumption. Mm. If you plan to have a speak session on either the drink at either a Bucks party, friend's birthday, wedding, etc., huh. what are your mitigating? Sh- oh, you, I hate you, <laughs> Sam. <laughs> Great question, Sam. Next, next, next. Finish the what question. Are, what are your mitigating strategies that you do to avoid a hangover the next day? Uh, also, well, his, what are your remedies for a hangover oh, the next morning after a big drinking session? Ah, well, the trick is you just don't get them because you're not a coward. Yeah, so yeah. I don't have any hangover cures because I've never had a hangover. And you've been witness. You've seen this in action. I've seen so, you. I've seen you hungover. You've had a headache. You have sleepy. Whatever. But I've never so, once so, so had prob- a headache. The problem is, for, uh, Bungard, is that your baseline from your terrible sleep is hungover. That's probably a good point. No, I have never said I've had a headache. And yeah, yeah, guess what? When you go to bed at 6 a.m. and wake up at 8 a.m., you will be tired. You've always got a hangover. But when you're being tired is your only symptom. 
that's i don't think that's a hangover yeah i don't get hangovers never have just lucky i guess so i don't really have any remedies yeah. for you if i did i, I mean, assume i'd just drink powerade till it went away i don't know that's it i mean i i'm not a big hangover person if i do prep but i've definitely is of age they've hit me like i had a rotten one magic round last year just because like got real wasted went home and passed out you know but generally most of it's like just like take a shitload of liquid like my missus gets them terrible and she gets them after like four wines so i had i have not found the preventive preventive measure but for me it's like usually smash two powerades when i get home and maybe take a ibuprofen anti-inflammatory or whatever and then whatever. But the next morning cure, there is no hangover cure, but hangover distractions. You know, that's what greasy fatty stuff is, is that it gets your mm. body processing the fats over processing the alcohol. And that's why it's a relief when you take in greasy fatty foods. That's what's always great. I have no miracle cure. Hair of the dog is always the best one. Just get drunk again. But uh, other than that, I have no remedies. Like, oh. It's just always cook something greasy as shit and maybe get drunk again. That's about it. Just be better. Just be better. Uh, okay, over on to Discord for the rest of the questions before we wrap this one up. Oh, God. Can people start asking good questions on Discord? What's happened? <laughs> you can't just <laughs> not like questions that are complimentary no, to me. Like, no, is Tommy Turbo back a South Park oh, okay. or Broncos Yeah, back? okay. All right, those aren't great. Just ignore those. Where's the complimentary questions to you? Have I missed those? I don't what know. The first, the, the hangover one, you didn't want to ask. Well, that's not from Discord. This one, I'm just like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Just ignore those ones then. Yeah, we'll. Uh, Angry asks, what is the biggest talent gap between brothers in the NRL era? So that's a um, tough one. Are we talking brothers who have played first grade? Darren and Matt Lockyer. Well, yeah, because if they're not, if they haven't played first grade, that's, uh, that's is, Israel and John Folau. Uh Sam and Joe Burgess. Ben, ben and Ben and Ben and Mom and Barber. God, the Flowers is a good one, by the way. Thank you, John Flower, mate. He, he had a couple, good. like four good games for the Eels, and then James Roberts ended his career. Uh, Adam and the rest of the McDougals. Although Luke had his moments for Souths. If Luke um, could stay fit, he was yeah, okay. He's all right. Um, um, Reese Brown. How concerning is the fact that it's very hard to get non-New Zealand born players to play in New Zealand during their prime? Is this something that needs to be considered next time we talk about expanding to Perth? Would an inflated salary cap help for these teams help? Yeah. I, I'm, I've always, like, I mean, in Sydney, they call it the, in the AFL, they call it the cost of living allowance. I think they got rid of it, but they had it for ages. And look, let's be real. It was literally not cost of living. That's bullshit. It was literally to entice people from Victoria to go and play in Sydney. Yeah. Um, and I'd be fine with that for the exact same reasons to have Perth and New Zealand have access to that. Be no no dramas from me. Yeah, it's a bit different to giving it to like the biggest city in the country and being like, go on. Yeah, that's absolutely the Swans <laughs> doing it was a massive piss take, but us doing it for like teams like Perth or New Zealand, I think would be a good idea. Perth is filling with palms, mm, you know. That's, that, that's what, but uh, yeah, New Zealand. Oh, there is obviously a difficult thing about them. It's quite funny what's happening to them right now because obviously people who sign for them. All of them understood they were going back to New Zealand at some point. But I guess maybe it is genuine, but I guess some guys who, who signed two or three years ago to go with them who now don't want to move to New Zealand with them, their lives may have changed in that period, like like you and Aitken, for example. But some of the other ones that have taken the piss that they don't want to go back to New Zealand. Like when Reese Walsh signed middle of last year, you think you're going to be in New Zealand, bro? But uh, yeah, whatever, it's... I don't know. I think maybe they could 
you could give them a bonus, the Warriors. And and it was hard in AFL for the Swans. You gave a bonus to a competent franchise. Yeah, could, that's true. You could probably give the Warriors an extra million dollars in the cap and it wouldn't make a difference. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They've got bigger problems than their personnel. Yeah, Although the personnel, so like, I think, is still a problem. So It is. Uh, I think they're sort of basically this personnel. But like, if, you, if you're going to... You know, some of the stuff that Cam George says, well, if you're going to employ Nathan Brown, it doesn't matter if you give him $25 million in the salary cap, really. Well, that much would matter. Anyway, Benny DTD is Cam McInnes forehead, the new Gavin Cooper's cheekbone, forever split. That's a good one, actually. But Cam McInnes, yeah, mate, that guy, uh, he's got a rough head. He's one of those guys that, from a distance, hasn't got a rough head. Up close, surprisingly rough head, Cam McInnes. Uh, next question. Corey Goats says, Ravalava have the worst kick on the run in the NRL. Did he send this before? Johnston missed the ball on Friday. Yeah. Oh, he did. He did. He did. He did. Yeah. Actually, but yeah, he did. yeah like he Johnston's did. being like, that was a try. I like laughing at Johnston, but it's, we let, we let the, it's about like if he dropped it on purpose. Not Didn't that definitely you... happen last year? Yes. Okay. Like it happened the time when Billy Slater did it against the ball. Oh, oh yeah. Billy was on the commentary saying he didn't think it was a try. And I'm like, will yeah. he? But Billy said himself that he didn't score, though. He's like, I didn't, I dropped it. He said the ref. But you, the rules are it's an intentional drop and then you kick it. You intend to kick it. It's not that if you intended to drop kick it, because how do you ask if someone intended to drop kick it? Hmm. Whatever. That was unlucky. But Ravalava, yeah, look, got really good running over guys. But yeah, yeah, okay. Which player do you associate with this Seinfeld quote? Oh, this is a, I love this quote, by the way. If you read this whole thing without a mistake, I'll be proud of you. Will you? Yes. Okay. I sense great vulnerability. A man child crying out for love. And it is an orphan in the postmodern world. That's one person. Next person. I see a parasite, a sexually depraved miscreant, who is seeking only to gratify his basest and most immediate urges. His struggle is man's struggle. He lifts my spirit. He is a loathsome, offensive brute, yet I can't look away. He transcends time and space. He sickens me. I love it. Just so close. I did it. What Fourth did line, you, no, third line, you said he struggled, not his struggle. Well, there you go. I thought I did well. Check the tape. I'm so proud of you. You did great. I'm just going to edit the tape. You won't know. Oh, that's a good point. You can do that. G'day, everybody. It's your, your old pal, Mitch, in post. Just cutting in here to say, here's the tape. His struggle is man's struggle. He lifts my spirit. I say the right thing, and obviously I haven't read it in later because you can hear the difference in audio quality from now to when I'm on Zoom. But there it is. I said his. Um, I, I can, like, see, the thing is, that has grammar. That's why yeah. I can read it. That's a fair point. I, that's, Blame I'm, the listeners. I, I do terrible fucking... No, I do, dude. I'm not... I, I'm a, <laughs> I can't read. Like The other ones, when we're reading them right, I'm trying to process the information and read shit grammar. When it's that like one true. full sentence, it's terrible. You're better at yeah, reading yeah. that than I am. I can read with fucking grammar. I have been to school. I did do advanced <laughs> English. But I also... <laughs> I've said to... um, I said the other way, it was, like, I messaged one of the boys about it. It's like, I've worked on some things on how I speak and present over the years on this podcast. I don't care for working on my terrible reading because it's part of the character of the It podcast. is part of the show, yes. It is. It's like, I, I don't want to fix that part. I'm okay with mm. fucking up reading things. No, <laughs> I completely am on board with it. Um, uh, who do we associate this Seinfeld quote with? Um, I don't know, but obviously Kramer, if you don't know what it is, it's the painting it's of Kramer and it's people critiquing the painting of Kramer. Uh, so I tell you what, this weekend it's Mitch Barnett. 
Yeah, but he does. Some people like him in this one, though. That's right? why. Well, like, that's the whole point. This yeah, is two people talking, be. and one of them likes it. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to think of it. Is it Dal Finucane, who used to be hot but now is ugly? Is no, because no one, but no one dislikes Dal Finucane. I'm yeah, trying to think of someone who's really. Yeah. Is it Latrell Mitchell? Yeah, that might be it. It's sexually depraved miscreant. Well, no, it's just that, like the the, <laughs> I know. the the duality of hatred I know. and I know. adoration. Uh, anyway, Justin says. What does supporting NRL team that has won oh. a game in 2022 feel like? You poor bugger. God, they're the only ones. Mm. And V8 Tiger, what, following up from Justin, what is it like spending your weekends in a good <laughs> mood, not constantly swearing and totally being angry at something you have zero uh, control over? I bet it's nice. I would just like to say, I would never say stop supporting your team, but maybe mentally for this year, opt out. Yeah, well... Time see, to opt Broncos, out for 2022. I act, a lot of the, on my fellow Broncos are really mad on Sunday. Mm. But I told people who asked me to, if they should pick the Broncos and Coldcrate Cup not to pick us. I kind of thought the Cowboys would beat us. And I've been desensitized to the losses that, like, it has to be disgusting now that I really get angry when I think they're shit. But, fuck, you guys losing to the Warriors. I get it that way. They were disgusting. Like, we could lose to the Warriors this week, but I don't think we didn't. If they beat us, we probably won't play as shit as you guys did, did last week, if you get me. Uh, Steve asks, are the real South back? Uh, not yet, but they're getting there. He's put an apostrophe in Souths. He's let himself down there. Yeah. Uh, Joe says, why are the commentators so awkward about certain injuries? Surely you just yeah. say, Kurt, man, cop one on I've the I've never understood that. Or is he got hit where you don't want to get hit? It's oh, like, oh, just, oh, just oh. say he got hit in the dick. It's funny. <laughs> he got hit in the dick. And then he said it himself. Yeah. He said, oh, he got hit in the other head. Uh, ben Quagliata, can Mitch Barnett fuck off? I mean, for six weeks, he can. Yeah, he can. Uh, so I don't know who Wally Pip is. Yes. But I know who, like, Brett Favre did this. And also, so did Tom Brady. But it yeah. says, has Jamal Fogarty, Fogarty been Wally Pipped? Right. So Wally Pip was the guy, he played baseball, right? Mm-hmm. And he played for the Yankees uh, when, do you know who Lou Gehrig is? Yes. So Lou Gehrig at one point had the streak for the most baseball games played in a row. He doesn't have any more, but he played like 2,000 games in a row. And Wally Pitt was the guy who lost his spot to Lou Gehrig because he missed a game with an injury or something. Um, and so I guess in this case, Brad Schneider is... Oh, yeah, Brad Schneider is is Lou Gehrig and yeah. Jamal Fogarty is Wally Pitt. Which I think he may be getting Wally Pitt. He uh, might be. Just this, it's the same ones. For me, that reference is always Don Mikowski at, uh, at, the, at the Packers... Or we get a, what's who's the dude before um Drew Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe. there before yeah. Tom Brady. Those are the ones I, I get. Wally Pip, that that's a good one too yeah. for baseball then. But yeah, I think so because Schneider looks kind of good. And if Schneider plays so if Schneider plays like this, so maybe say so, say Fogarty's back in like round 16. And if they're going okay-ish, why the fuck would you play Jamal? Um one of them's gonna be getting big money from the Bulldogs next year. Don't know which one. Luke Brooks is the answer. Well, no, one of the <laughs> two that's at Canberra, but yeah, maybe also Luke Brooks. Uh, Gus was tapping Mario's, him up on Twitter. Yeah. So. Mario Sieg, is Barnett number one worst guy to ever be defended as a good guy by prominent rugby league uh, arsenic at the mole? No, he defends no. Todd Carney still weekly. Like, yeah. Mitch Barnett, probably not the best human. I'm pretty sure he's but, defended everyone except Curtis Scott. But you always do is buy the dick, him, dick out of coffee and he'll defend you on the internet for the rest of his life. Good deal. Mike Gottlieb set him up well, by the way. I don't know if you saw the other that one. was yeah. awesome. That was so funny. If no one's seen it, essentially he was, I don't know, Mike Gottlieb stood up for, what was that got? Tom Morris, that's his name? Yeah, it was before, the, it was important to know, before the calls came out, 
I think. Before the claws came out. I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. That's not part of the thing that we're talking about. And Molly got in his replies and, and had a go at him and saying some things like indefensible or irredeemable or whatever. And then he got set up and knocked down. Mark Gottlieb would say, we was asked, like, would you say X, Y, and Z is irredeemable? And Molly said, yes. And they were all things Todd Carney had done, <laughs> which is it was a good great. setup and knockdown. Uh, anyway, Brenton Sloan, who would you rather run at in attack? David Vafita or a giant cat? Is the difference oh. negligible? <laughs> Aaron Woods is the answer. Uh, six again, are the Broncos back? Uh, yes, that that yeah. was the that was closer to the real Broncos. Like they played, they played as poorly the same ish as they did the last couple of games, but the uh, Cowboys did not let them get away with it. All right, I found uh, the exchange. I'll run through it really quick because people might okay. want to hear it. So Tom Morris tweeted his apologies. It was after the videos and stuff came out. Apologize, yeah. whatever. That should be the end of it. And Gottlieb, he might be friendly with Tom Morris. I don't know, but, you know, pretty reasonable take. He said, an unreserved, unequal apology. Tom has deservedly lost his job as a consequence of his own actions. And yet that's apparently not enough for some. I don't think there's anything objectionable in that statement. Do you? No. No. And Molly replied, sorry, because he got caught. And then (laughs) it went on a little bit. (laughs) Went on a little bit. They argued about whether apologies were sincere. And then, yes, Gottlieb said, would you consider assault, drink driving, and evading police a big mistake? To which Mal replied, yes, yes, and yes. (laughs) And so he said, so your mate Todd Carney is beyond redemption then. Yeah, there you go. Got him. Just got him. And then he he admitted he was got. Yeah, he He did it. Credit to him. He got got. And he admitted as such. Yeah, that's... uh... But yeah, that's let's just say Mitch Barnett has no Todd Carney. A uh, couple more questions. Steve again. Geez, you're riding high on that bunny's win. You have a choice between Adam Reynolds and Chad Townsend. Which way do mm. you go? A tough question, Steve, but a fair one. Uh, the correct answer is Cameron Murray playing in the halves over both of them. I'll allow it. Uh, Mario sees is Tommy Turbo back. I mean, poor Mario. He's, he's mm. not having a... Not having a good time. I, I know they won, but fuck, they looked bad. Uh, Six again asks, what is your least favorite household task? Ooh. Uh, putting away clothes. Yep. I was going to say, like, so most, I cook most fun all is, the time. Most, mm. most fun is vacuuming. I cook all the time. Vacuuming, I don't hate either. I hated vacuuming yeah. as a child. It was more I hate. I think I hated, the like, noise? we have one of those stupid, like, cordless ones, whatever you charge yeah. and go. I hated the way of like needing an extension cord, dragging some other shit one around. Vacuum, decent vacuum, easy, good, yeah. fine. When I was or putting clothes like, away. Putting clothes away, yeah. I mean, why don't they just come with coat hangers in them, shirts, and you just pull it out, <laughs> hang them yeah. up? Also, making your bed, I just, I just don't do it. I, yeah, I do it, but I'm not a b- big fan either. I cop. I'm the last one in the bed, so I do it every day now. So I'm not doing a good job. I've got no pride in my bed making, but I do it. Uh, Love cooking. I cook every meal, and I and I don't hate doing the dishes, but I do hate doing someone else's dishes. Yeah, because <laughs> like as I cook, I like to clean as I cook. So like, if I, I agree, use I do too. Dish, yeah, yeah. So I hate when I cook if I someone else cooks I, and I, I do dishes, and they don't haven't done one dish. Yeah, I always, I always love, I always try to just have everything cleaned up before I eat my food. Yeah, like oh yeah, if, as much Dude, as I'm you not, can, as much as you can. Yeah. I like to use the one chopping board, even if it's like I'm chopping 10 different things, I'll use yep. it, put the things in a bowl, clean chopping board, use it again. Use the one yep. knife. 100%, Whereas one like, knife yeah. all the way. Whereas like, oh, mate, me, with me and Anna, like the dishwasher oh. will be full, right? And we different times, right? I will I will have you, say over a three-day period, 
I would have used the one chopping board and hand washed it three times. The one knife yep. and washed it every time. Yep. And I would, I've actually ended up using the one plate and then you open the dishwasher and it's I use the one plate. plate. Yeah, it's, dude, it's like she uses a different plate every morning for toast. I'm like, just use the same plate. Just wash it. And like, it, it, it was toast. You could probably just like rinse it and it'd be fine. Legitimately, like, yes. I've had this discussion. Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, it doesn't matter. Or like I use like one glass for the day. I have one glass. Yeah. You know? Well, the house has about 40 glasses and they're often uh, all in the dishwasher. We're living very similar lives. Yeah, I use one. And uh, it's the worst when you actually, like, when I go sometimes out there and I want to, like, make lunch and chop something. And it's like, we have, like, eight chopping knives. I have no dish- bowls to put anything in because, like, dish- the six the- bowls we own, she's got all yeah. of them stacked in top I of one another. I ended this yesterday. How, how uh, have eight knives been? How many meals have you had in the last 12 hours? How have eight knives yeah. been used? It's, I don't know how they do it. It's insane. Yeah, it's a miracle. Uh yeah. Uh, Brenton Sloan, who gets more weeks, Mitch Barnett or Will Smith? God. <laughs> yeah, I don't t- uh, really talk about it, but I don't well, really want yeah. to. I think, I think all the it. takes have happened, mate. Uh, ben Quelliar, the dude who caught Buddy's thousandth ball, mm. goal ball, got some signs up, but no money. What would you part with? So what would make you part with that ball? Would you have held on for as much cash as you could, or do you subscribe to the Magic concept of karma? Is it karma or take the cash? Cash. Okay, so... I think it's very important to note here that he had no legal right to keep the ball. If the club had wanted to, they could have made him give it back for nothing. Based on what? Because it's because it's not baseball, mate. If you what I you know. think if fucking Adam Reynolds kicks a steed into the stands, you can just leave with it. But if like, well, the first thing is he let them know who he was. Yeah, I mean, idiot. he could have committed a crime, but he had once he's known to them, he doesn't have any legal recourse to keep the ball. He has yeah. to give it back if they ask him for it. They were good enough to give him two five-year memberships and a bunch of sign shit and do all the ceremony. And yeah. he handled the whole thing like a champ. And he said he was always going to give it back. And I think he deserved all those nice things. But I'm just saying, if he had tried to be a dick and go, I want $50,000, they would have just called the police and taken it from him. He had no well, legal right to the ball. So I don't know how that stuff works, obviously. There, there well, it's like baseball is like the only thing, right? So baseball is different because baseball, they like they just... they. They churn through a billion baseballs a game, right? NFL is like, like if, that too, but that, is that because he gave? No, like, no, no, no that was gave it all away though. Yes, he gave it away. Mike yeah. Evans gave it to the fan. So, yes. like, it, I, have you never seen those videos? Like, there's an amazing video of like a field goal kick goes into the stands, and the nerd with like the K bib on, like, sprints up, vaults the like four meter high fence, and chases the dude who's trying to run off with it. Like, mm. baseball is like the only sport where you're allowed to keep the ball if it goes in the stands. Like, we were, we were at a World Cup, and my mate Frankish was. Caught the caught the ball. It wasn't it wasn't a Jabalani. What was the ball called in 2014? I don't remember. He caught it, and we got a he got a couple of photos with it. He passed a couple of other people who got photos with it, and and then after like a minute or so, the security were like, "All right, yeah, take your photos, but then you you've got to give it back. You can't just leave with it." Like every, every AFL ball, I think only has like six balls. So like, imagine if someone just kept the ball every time it went into the grandstand. The game would end after a quarter. Well, okay, I'm starting to see the benefits to it, but um, yeah, no. He had no legal right. He did a great job of keeping it safe and good on him for doing the right thing and good on the club for giving him something. But again, if he had chosen to be a dick, um, they could have taken over. The di- now, let's flip it a little bit. There's a guy called Zach Hample. Have you heard of him? No. So his Zach Hample is this dude who goes around baseball stadiums catching baseballs. He's caught like 10,000 oh, balls. You've definitely have, heard of this guy. No, nah, I've heard of this guy. People don't like this guy. People don't. I. I see, he makes YouTube videos. Pretty wholesome content, to be honest. He gives a lot of the balls to kids. Whatever, it doesn't matter. But he gives he gives balls to kids. 
Okay. You've done it <laughs> okay. twice now. Anyway, he um he got in there was a big thing because he caught Alex Rodriguez. So Alex Rodriguez's 3,000th hit, which in baseball is basically the equivalent of a thousand goals. Very few guys have done it. Alex mm. Rodriguez hit a home run. This dude caught it and was like, no, I'm not giving it back. It's mine. And that was the whole thing. And eventually he made the Yankees donate $150,000 to a charity of his choosing to give the ball back. That was very cheap for the Yankees though. Yeah. Well, he got nothing. some, he got an autographed jersey. It's also a tax stuff, write-off. Like, He's a dumb cunt. Yeah. I hate him. But like, like, but that's the thing, right? If this was, so do you want to attack the situation as though you can keep the ball in Buddy's situation? Because then I mean, it's a again, it, discussion. It, it's also an AFL ball. It's not like, like the, the market. But it is a big for, piece of history. No, but I'm saying, but the market for Australian sporting paraphernalia yeah. and whatever, it's actually really low. Go like, you know, those sign things they used to sell on TV, like 600 bucks, you know, a thousand bucks during the cricket. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on eBay now. You'll get one for 30 bucks. Think there yeah, is, I mean, not the market for that stuff. Someone Buddy just pulled, gold, yeah, someone just pulled two hundred grand out of their ass. I'm like, okay, yeah, like Buddy's thousands goal is a big thing, right? But it's not the first of or the only of. It's a thing that has happened, a thing that will happen again. You know, like it's, it wouldn't, it would couple a thousand, honestly, ten grand, it'd be worth on like, yeah. Uh, Someone, I mean, some idiot might pay more for it now, right? Because people are dumb in the moment and crazy. I don't think that's something that holds up value because again, like you can buy like Darren Lockyer sign things for like five dollars, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. But like, yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough one, right? Because on one hand, it's like football clubs and players are millionaires, and you're some guy. So I wouldn't begrudge anyone in this situation getting as much value as they can out of this. And why why on earth would we think we have an obligation as like some dude on the street to give a very expensive piece of memorabilia back to a rich guy for free? I don't yeah. know. But so that's why I'm kind of like good on Zach Hample for getting all that money for his charity and good on the guy with the swans for saying he was always going to give it back because he couldn't have done anything else anyway. So it's good that he did the right thing before it got ugly. So I just want to point out, by the way, you could get mm. sh- signed before he passed, signed Shane Warn stuff for like 20 or 30 bucks on eBay. Yeah. Like if Shane Warn, being the international legend he is, awesome, I didn't carry a massive market. And maybe if you had a ball of something or whatever, it would be bigger. But in the scheme of Australian sports, Buddy Franklin's ball is not worth 50000 200000 It's just not. So yeah, I, you know he probably ended up getting away getting away with a pretty good one there. I mean, here we go. Just just today, and it went under that price on eBay. I can't see the best of it yet. Someone has got a a signed bat from a match with the whole Australian cricket team on, including Shane Warne from two thousand four thousand five. A match used bat signed. It's five hundred dollars. Crazy. All right. Like I think that yeah. So I think you're right in that it's not that crazy man. Hey, Sean Shane Warne cricket ball again after his death today, one fifty. So yeah, I don't think the buddy thing's worth that much. It's not like American sports where it's like you know you can people will buy things for literal millions. You know, like if that was Tom Brady's ball, as we know, hundreds of thousands to millions. If that was like if that's like LeBron James's basketball from getting. 
the NBA point scoring record. That's that a million dollars. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, next question. Oh, God. Why do you do this to us every week, Mario? Would Will Smith be an appropriate replacement as Warriors coach if Brownie got sacked? Or perhaps it's funny because they both slap director. Someone. Yeah. Is it, is it funny? Yeah. Uh, V8 Tiger, would you say it's time for us West Tigers fans to crack each other's heads open and feast on the goo inside? You're, you're way past that. I know. You're, you have some form of sickness from the goo. Yeah. You've you got, should have you like should, goo hangover at this point. You should, yeah. Uh, Reese Brown, considering we already have half the ACL tears from last season in three rounds, are penalties causing ACL injuries? Yeah, it's all those kicks for touch. It is. <laughs> three more questions. Mario Seegs again, 1994 grand final. Raiders flogged dogs. Game was over before it began. Which one player from right now, assuming all current mm. players are fit and available, you could yep. drop into that Bulldogs team and it be enough for them to win? Um, I, I like what he's about to say because I advocated for this guy on last podcast randomly. He said, I want to put forward Brandon Smith. I think mm. put him at nine in that team, being the guy with the ball in his hands the most, he would, make them, he would monster those players so much he could probably score five tries himself. I think that's yeah, I think any of them because it was the 90s and put put Payne Haas or Jason Tamalolo in the middle I mean like Liam Knight runs for 350 meters against players from the 90s yeah. it is and that's it sort is. of diss on the 90s that's that's no it, it was meant works. to be it was meant know, to but be say, but people talk about oh, you know, the better back then it's, like, it's just how sports works like yeah things get people get better I, I am being slightly facetious but like you pick any of the top players right now plop them in the early 90s and they'll kill everyone Everyone thinks all the halves are shit and dead now that we're good back then. But the, firstly, it's because there was less games on TV back then. You didn't get to see mm. as much. But secondly, go back and watch them again. See, line speed didn't exist till like 15 years ago. Like they, they just get to run. People just get to run with the ball. The halves suck now because someone is in their face all the time. Like you let Luke Brooks just run with the line standing still, he would gut you alive. You know, but that's it. They just run. Like there's, I can still remember there's a try. I've talked about it on the podcast before, age ago, an origin try. It's a Tony Carroll origin try on the, off the back of like an intercept or a full field break. It is like four tackles into that set before the Blues are back on side. And that's at origin level. Hmm. Like, because players are less fit, lazier. They're not, you know, they're, they're, it's not the same as it is now. Like in the NRL now, pretty much everyone by like the two fat fellas are back off a line break. They're all back. You know, mm. not four tackles later, but yeah, like you said, put a competent player back there. They just monster it from now. Yeah. Like big or small, they're all more athletic. I think Brandon's is a great one because he could just run over from dummy half like four or five times, as you said. If Look, the yeah, as I, I mean, that tweet that I did that went viral last year, like put Tama Lolo in the 70s. He scored eight yeah. tries again. Like some of the funny ones in NBA, but people talking about how like the game was tougher back then. It's like, yeah, but also like, he could be the weakest man alive, but if you can shoot as you can shoot now, you would go and ruin the sport 20 years ago. Cause you, you would. can pull up, like no one pulled up from in front of the three point line. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you don't like contact. Apparently it was so tough. If you can just shoot, no one's going to, like, do you shoot? You put Monte Ellis in 1992 and he's the Steph Curry of basketball. Yeah. There you go. Like why not? Uh, Two more questions. Rough bellies. People what's, who what's work Monte in rugby league. doing now? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, okay. Uh, rough bellies. People who work in rugby league, how long until your next brain dead takeout of high profile generates enough hate clicks to give you a primetime show or column? I think we do pretty well as people who do nothing but watch and write about, in my case, or watch and do numbers about, in your case. 
rugby league pretty much every day to not be dumber than we are. There's a not lot saying of dumb, we're not, like, not saying no, we're not dumb, but I'm definitely part brain dead. I'm oh, definitely yeah. part brain goo. I do work in rugby league. They can't deny that I have got goo for brains. Yeah, 100%. But I haven't caught as much as I probably should have. You're right. We should be stupid up. We should be. We should be like, oh, it's, it's, it's not his go. Not his go. Where's he supposed to go? You know, he can't disappear. Um, anyone who's a son of someone is the best player ever. Whatever. Anyone's related to someone's great. All that kind of garbage. Nothing's ever anyone's fault as well for no. some reason. No one's ever did anything on purpose. But also, if you're good, you're currently right now the best player ever, ever in this game, currently ever, best moment ever. Until next game, which is now the best game ever, ever. And it all, they all have semi-final feels, Bungard. You can feel it that this game, in the context of this game, it's a semi-final feel. Yeah. <laughs> okay, last question. Ben Quagliata, what is the worst first grade side you could make that would still be full of regular first graders but under the pretense of tanking for draft freaks mm. like the elite game we saw today between Oklahoma and, po- and Portland? Well, it's kind of like you just get the Bulldogs and Tigers and take like their five good players out each. Yeah. Because they'd be the teams tanking for picks. Like, I think the Tigers in those weird situations, like, though, it's like, okay, Damon Lillard got hurt. And I'm not saying this guy's better, but Lillard got hurt this year and they finally tanked and McCullum got hurt and they put in Anthony Simons and he was really fucking good. And they're like, shit. <laughs> like, fuck, this guy's really good. I think that if the Tigers pulled out Luke Brooks and put in Jock Madden, they go, fuck. Jock Madden's not really much worse than Luke Brooks, is he? <laughs> like, that's what they put Simons in. And that's it. They ended up resting him because he was winning too many games and trying to tank. But he like went from a dude who averaged he, last year. He averaged like six or seven points a game. I can't remember. Like they're really bad numbers. Yeah, he averaged seven, seven point eight points, two rebounds, and one assist a game. And his whole season numbers this year aren't amazing because he didn't start the season. But he averages like eighteen. But he splits from like the later in the year. Anthony Simons. Where are we? It was last month before they got rid of him. Points. Where's his average? Yeah, there you go. In in February, he averaged 24 a game. March, 25 a game. You know, like up from average seven points a game last year. 25 points a game is a fucking lot of points a game in the NBA. He's been near the top of the point scoring charts doing that. And yeah, so I'm just saying, he, Damian Lillard, Luke Brooks, there's a thing there. Like, well, the Lillard's really good too. That's unfair on Lillard. Uh, hey, any other takes on the worst team you put together, Bungard? No, I just find, I find it a bit mean. They're out there. They're doing their best. I don't, yeah, I don't really I mean, like those questions. We could I'll tell you what, like tanking for draft, like tanking for draft picks. NBA is not that bad because those guys are still looking for opportunities. And really, in 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 basketball, right? If you're good on your own, you can still score points ish. And they've all played good. They're all much better than me or you. I mean, LeBron but, carried some pretty dog shit. But like, to- yeah, but like some of those guys who are playing today in that tankathon, like they've been pros their whole life and they can still shoot a basketball. So given opportunities, they can score 30 points, right? You put out there the level, like a rugby league team that bad, like the level of play they put out. That's a Ron Massey Cup team. Yeah. Yeah. Disgusting. It'd be disgusting comparison comparatively. <laughs> like it wouldn't resemble NRL football, you know? Anyway, that's it. That's the questions. We did it. We did it. And the right. week. Uh, fuck, I'm going to Melbourne tomorrow. So I won't be able to watch. I think this will be the first Souths game I don't watch live in like three years. There you go. That's, that's big. You've yeah. got two of those issues, don't you? What do you mean? Two games you're missing, right? What's the other one? I thought there was another one you're missing. Maybe it's just oh. I've, got, I've got this one twice. Maybe. 
don't know. Um, yeah. I don't think so. Oh, no, no, it was this one. You tell me about this one, and I've confused it because you're yeah. in Melbourne so, for a, a yeah. Melbourne pubs and you can turn your phone off. Same yeah, thing. yes, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, I think that'll work, right? Probably. I don't know. I, I just feel like I could, like, I don't, the not knowing is a big trouble for me. So I'm different. I, I can happily, if Leeds play at like three in the morning, I can happily mm. sleep with my internet turned off on my phone. Uh, because only Campo texts me and he doesn't watch soccer games. So I know I won't get spoilers. Um, yeah. I can do it with soccer games and get up and watch it at 9am on delay. Although, shout out, George Clark texted me, North Macedonia, the other day. And I was like, fuck you, George Clark. Because I I, I go. got up planning to watch Italy versus North Macedonia. and He got you. Got me with the text. I got two, There's two of them now. Yeah, that's two. I can't get phone numbers. Like, Campo two texts texty me. boys. That's it. Yeah. But uh, George Clark, I get the t- the Twitter messages still. So yeah, I'm in the yeah, it's, yeah. So like, but the, he won't text me. Like that was a very that was purely because we were talking about it the night before. So I should have known better. I should have turned my phone off completely because um, we were at the soccer game together the previous night. But um, on Friday, I'll literally just not have internet on my phone. I'll ask Campo and George not to text me. No one else will text me. Um, are you gonna text me out of spite now? Look. It depends. <laughs> it's getting tempting. I think putting that on record on the podcast wasn't the best idea you've had. I have a lot of... There's at least 10 there's, people like, that listen to this show that have my phone number and... Who think me. that's a good idea as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's tempting. Uh, yeah. yeah. Where are yeah. you sitting with Frankie Revenge? Is it you who owns him Revenge or he no, owns him I, I No, no. I got him. He got me back. I said, well off. played, sir. We're square. I oh, okay. Yeah. Look, he got me back with the getting mormon texts sent to my house funny yeah. i enjoyed it but it was pretty funny well, so i just didn't know where you were sitting in that tip no no no. There's no, know... no 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 like i got him he got me we shook hands good game it's all over so so there's an opportunity um, for the feud to start again though you're saying if, they, if no. frankie was to text you to score <laughs> the feud is back on he's got my number too so i might turn my phone off on friday <laughs> there you go i think that's the safest way to go it might if something happens be. That's for the world. That's the world's problem, not yours. Uh, I'm, turn, I'm turning the phone off. Turning the phone off. All right. Good man. And we're going to turn this podcast off now because we've come to the end of another episode of Boom Rookies. We'll be back next week. Enjoy the games on the weekend. If you want to support us, patreon.com forward slash NRL Boom Rookies. Say goodbye, Mitchell. Goodbye, Mitchell. Yes, goodbye from me. <laughs> <laughs>